Glory to God. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting thing. Um, just to explain what was going on. So when I got up and started, minister, or started to pray, I, uh, I had this, like, this, this heaviness come on the inside of me. It wasn't a physical hev heaviness, although I felt like I was just going to be just pressed right down, and I didn't quite know what to do with it. I didn't know if I was supposed to minister to people or if I was supposed to just... Uh, you know, whatever I didn't, but there's almost there's such a heaviness in this 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 reverence about this uh, this this presence that happened that I I almost was like, uh, and it'll be honest with you, still a little bit afraid to go forward. Um, you know, and the scripture came to me. It's it's Proverbs one seven. It just says, "The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction." And, you know, there, we, we talk about, the, you know, the Lord isn't, you know, when we see the fear of the Lord, it isn't that we were afraid of God. But there is a reverential fear that's in God's presence. And, and when we get into that place, it's not something you can just be casual about. It's not something that you can just be, you know, when, when an angel would appear to people in the, in the, in the Bible, uh, they would fall to the, to the ground and worship them because of the presence of an angel. And, and, and much more so even when Jesus or God was present, you know. And so uh, when, when we have to understand that as we move, into, as we move towards these things, as we move into the, the presence of God, that sometimes there's going to be that. There's going to be uh, um, there's all different kinds of things, but, but there can be times where you're forced right, right, right down. And I, I believe, of course, I was speaking out, I believe by the Spirit that the, the Lord was sharing with me about what he's going to do, uh, what he's doing with worship in in the local church, and you know, um, a few weeks ago in in Corey, we had uh, I was led to just open the altar, so to speak, and I believe that that was a step in a new thing where the Lord was was really pointing us to this 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 old idea that we've that people have kind of left behind, and that's that idea of coming to the altar of God, in in worship, in in praise. You know, and, and to uh, not for the sake of getting something, but for the sake of getting him, the, the sake of being in his presence. And so that can be a fearful thing a little bit, especially, you know, when we do things the way that we do them, um, you know, but it, it's so important for us. It's so important for us to, to partake of these things. Do you know, Josh, I just keep having this on my heart. Do you believe that you could share anything about what you experienced last night? It's okay. I'm putting you out really on the spot. And if you don't feel like it, that's okay. And don't, don't make anything up. But if you, if you feel, do you feel like you can? If you want to, and it's complete. Go ahead and come up here. I'm putting Josh really on the spot. There was something else that happened interesting last night. I sensed it, and, and, and he sensed it as well. So I just wanted him to say from his own, his own heart what that Last night we were praising God in the beginning of the service, and I just felt freer. Like I've had oppression on me. I'm not crying. But I've had sickness. I've had oppression. I've had mental thoughts. The Bible talks about the fiery darts coming towards your your brain, yeah, your mind. And it's been years of that yeah. coming at me. You know, and I know it's going at my wife and everybody else. It's not just me. Yeah. Well, last night we started praising, and uh, there was a presence, a feeling. I know we don't go by feelings, but there was a, a tangible feeling of weight lifted off my shoulders. 
and I enjoy praising God. It's not like I've never enjoyed praising God before. Yeah. But it was an easier flow. And I could hear Dave Davidson behind me doing the same thing. Yeah. And uh, there was others praising God, too. But that's what I experienced last night. And I don't know my experiences, but that was it was nice to feel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just confirmation, yeah. too. It's not just I'm up there praising God and it's dry. Right. There was actual uh, give and take with the Lord. Yeah. Now, yeah. So, yeah. can you, I just want to minister to him real quick. You know, there's something I sense in my spirit about you this morning, actually, and that was that there was a, you know, the Lord delivered something to me at uh, about 4.30 this morning for myself, but I believe that that isn't just for me to partake of, but it's for you as well. Rachel, you can go ahead and come up, too, if somebody could, if we get another. <clears throat> but there's a grace, there, there's a grace that's coming upon you to do the things that you're called to do. The things that you're called to do together, the things you're called to do in the church, but there's a grace, and it's a grace to help you overcome. And so, you know, part of the grace is using faith. Faith is grace, but faith, using faith to access the grace. So, so you, and remember, faith is trust, and so you trust in the Lord that the grace is coming upon you, and you tap into that when you need it. But it's here for you. <laughs> yeah. It's here for you. It's here for you. It's here for you. And let it, let it do what it's going to do. Let it do what it needs to do. And then you'll be what you need to be and you'll do what you need to do. You'll flow with what you need to flow with. You'll go where you need to go. You'll do all the things that God has called you to. Just trust him for where he's placed you, for what he's put you in, and for what he's doing on the inside of you. Trust him, trust him, trust him. And be free of it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Father, we praise you and glorify you. Now, I believe that was what the, the heaviness was. It was getting over that because even as I was speaking, I kept looking at Josh and I knew, I, I felt like I was going to have to have him share that, but I didn't know how it was going to work or how it was going to look and even if he wanted to, but I believe that that was, that was the Lord. Amen. And so, but what was happening last night, what I saw was that there was this, you know, as, as, as they, whatever it was that broke in them, uh, broke in him and Dave or whatever, it, it, it was, it was something that, that energized the service. And I was able to minister like in a way that I haven't ministered in, in I can't remember how long. Now the Lord usually is with me and, and helps me, I mean, as much as I know. But you know, there's a difference when you leave, uh, you can leave a service like exhausted and you can leave a, a, a service refreshed. And it's not always the case that I leave them refreshed, but, but last night I, I left the service like I had been ministered to. And what the Lord was sharing with me was that that part of that was, was because of their response in the place of, of, uh, of, of being in the service, bringing a part, amen? And you might think like, what part do I bring? What part? And it's just in that thing. And they didn't even know that they were doing it, but I believe it was a work of the Holy Ghost to, to move, them, uh, move upon us to make the whole thing go forward because we don't do this by ourselves. None of us do. We're all doing this together. Even, even we're doing the mundane things and the simple things and whatever, but there's, there, there, there's a grace that, that comes upon us to help us get into those things and we need to trust the Lord. And, and, and I believe that we're coming into a time, you know, when I first started, when we were first starting this church, I had a vision 
And the vision was, I uh, actually had it in your living room, praise the Lord. But uh, I had this vision of uh, uh, coming up over the hill. I was coming up over, uh, I haven't shared this in a while, I was coming up over uh, Erie Street here. Um, and uh, I saw, it was like, a, the, it was like a clouds, um, there was like storm clouds in the background. And I saw the sun setting on the other side. But the sun was like breaking through the clouds. And uh, then the Lord brought me to a scripture that goes along with it. And I think, I hope I remember the scripture. Um, yes, Matthew 4, 16. And, and this, is what, this is what he said. This was in the answer to the vision. The people who were sitting in darkness saw a great light. And those who were sitting in the land of, in the shadow of death, upon them light, a light has dawned. And... <clears throat> you know, this was, it was pretty amazing because I knew that when we were, we were coming out to start this work, and I haven't thought about this for quite some time, but when we were coming out to start this work, that God was really planting this here for a purpose. And the purpose isn't, you know, we all partake, you, you know, this is not a building up uh, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Renee service. This is not saying, oh, look at what great things Family Church Mayville has done. It's not even about that. What it's about is this, is we have to recognize and realize that we are all part of a, a, of a greater purpose. And, and the things that we do as we follow the Spirit will be, will be things that will, will uh, break loose and set things free. And they'll, they'll push the kingdom of God forward. And, and as people come in and, and join the church you know, over the years, I mean, some of you that are sitting here today weren't here the first day that we had service or even the first year that we had service. But as you've come in and, 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 you, and you start to continue connect and partake of the things that God's doing, it's amazing what God will actually do through the lives of all these believers to the point where even a, even a service can be energized by somebody sitting there and, and, and connecting with God. So as you sit there, don't just sit in the seat to be in church, sit in the seat to connect with God. And as you sit in the seat to connect with God, then everything we do will be more effective. <clears throat> I believe there's people in here, and I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands, but I believe there's people in here who did just that in that moment, and I believe that that's what brought out what, what you were meant to minister, that it was people in these seats who grabbed hold of that, that, yeah, Lord, I want to make sure that what you want happens here today, Yeah. and that's why we're able to break through. Again, I just, I feel like the Lord just does not want me to neglect these teachable moments, that these are no, of course, things yeah. we need to learn. Yeah. That it does change what goes on and whether or not God is able to minister to somebody or get something out that he needs us to understand. It changes by our connect, connection to it. So yeah. Praise the Lord for those of you, and, and maybe you all grabbed hold of that, but praise God if you did, if you just said, Lord, I want that to be me, I want to connect, then you helped that bring forth. And I know the Lord just had me to share that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Well, let's just praise the Lord for a minute. Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for your goodness. Praise the Lord. Lord, we're so grateful for your goodness. We're so grateful for what you do. We're so grateful, Lord. <clears throat> thank you, Lord Jesus. If there's anyone in here that, that has been, you know, if you've been maybe, maybe just under some oppression or, or, or heaviness, 
and and I, I just believe this is what I'm to do right now. So I'm just going to call. If anybody wants to be ministered to, just go ahead and come up. It's, it, we're not trying to be weird or anything like that. But if the, if you're just like, you know, I just want help getting over this. It's not me, but I believe that there's uh, there's uh, there there's something to be received. Love, can you come up and help me? Just go ahead and, and come up here. Ushers, just point. Yes, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Now just, yeah, like, holy, we're, we're going to do this just a little bit differently than we've been doing it, but just go ahead and hold out your hands. <clears throat> go, just help me, love. Father, we just praise you and thank you for my sister, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your, your, your love, Lord, for her. And, Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Lord. And we just ask you, Lord, to lift this off of her in Jesus' name. Lord, help her to run a renewed, a renewed race, a renewed course, Lord, a, a course that's in your, in your grace, yes, the grace, in the grace that you need to go forward. Trust in him because the grace will be there as you tap into that. Don't look to your left or your right. Don't look for the things that maybe you've always looked for, but trust in him, and he'll bring you through and bring you into it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. We pray for a release of that pressure, Lord. A release of that pressure, Lord. Help her to walk fully in that plan that you have for her. Lord, the devils that have tried to oppose it, we just rebuke them now in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your grace, which supersedes all things, your grace in this race to succeed and keep pace in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go ahead, Emma, and just put out your hands. Father, we just praise you and thank you. Oh, she's so precious. And Lord, you've brought her so far. But there's so much more for you to go into. There's so much further for you to go. So trust him. Trust him. Learn to trust him. You know, sometimes trust is hard, isn't it? Sometimes trust for, for people it can be really hard. But you don't, have to, you don't have to put your faith in people. Don't put your eggs in that basket. basket. Put them in his basket. Learn to trust God. Because he's never left you or forsaken you. And even in the times, the dark times, where maybe you've cried out and you thought that you were alone, just know this, that the Lord was there and he was watching you. And he's with you and he's going to continue to be with you. But press into him. Learn what it means to trust him. Because that will get you through all of those things and it will lift that burden. But Father, we pray for this burden to be lifted off of her in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for your grace in her life as well. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you and praise you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for our brother Simeon. Ah, Lord. Yes, in this time, it's a time, it's a time, it's a hard time for a young man. But know this, as you press into God and you continue on that path, there'll be opposition. You like sports, don't you? <clears throat> the Lord was giving me this analogy this morning, and I think that I'm to share it with you right now. If you were in sports, now I hear that you might be uh, somewhat competitive when you're playing sports. Am I right in that? Yeah. And so, but uh, when you're competitive, you don't want uh, the opposition <clears throat> just be weak, right? Like, what's your favorite sport to play? Soccer. Soccer, okay. So if you came to the soccer field and there was a bunch of uh, five-year-olds out there and you had to play against them, would you feel good about yourself when you won? 
No. No, you want somebody that's a challenge, right? And so uh, the, this morning, the Lord was speaking to my heart about this, about I didn't know what it was for. I thought it was going to minister to the church, but apparently I'm ministering it to you. But it's about this, like, don't be afraid of the challenge in life, because the challenge is just, it, it's just about winning. It just makes the win that much better. You know what I mean? Uh, those nail biter games, those things that push right to the end, you know, those, those kinds of things, those things are what, uh, what make the things memorable in the minds of other people and so as you go forward just just go forward with that mindset yes. amen and god's grace will be there as you go now father we pray for this to be lifted in jesus name amen and amen thank you lord Let's see your hands father we just praise you praise you for your goodness and lord we pray for that heaviness we pray against that burden we thank you lord for your grace in her life Help her to see, Lord. Help her to know. Help her to go with all that you have for her, truly. Help her to start seeing that. Yes. Do you have something to say to her? Yeah. yeah. Nancy, when you're alone, just trust the Lord. Just, Lord, let me connect to you, Lord. Yeah. Let me come to you, Lord. It's not about the things the Lord will do. It's just about him. Yeah. So trust him to connect with Find that with place in his presence, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Be free from that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Should have put it on wheels. Got to talk to the guy who built it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I hope that's okay. Um, you know, see, you know, we... Uh, it, it, it just seemed really important for me to do that. And we want to be a church that doesn't lose sight of that, right? We don't want to lose sight of the flow of the Holy Spirit ever. We don't want to be people that just, you know, um, and, and, and God, it was funny because this weekend the Lord was dealing with me yesterday. My, my wife and I were talking on the way to church. We were going to Corey and, and um, I was talking to her about some things that I was just picking up about laying on of hands and, and, and how to do it even. And I was just seeing some things and some of that we got to put to practice today. I had no idea that that would be the, the, the flow um, of this part of the service. But uh, praise the Lord. We believe in laying on of hands. Uh, Glory to God. It's not us again. It has nothing to do with us. It's, it, it's, what, um, it's one of the ways that the Lord uses us to minister. Just as he uses us to minister the word. And just so you know that we're not the only ones that can lay hands on people. Now in the church we might be used more that way. But you can lay hands on your own life. And people in your own life. You can pray for people. Um, in fact, you should. We should. We should get more accustomed to that. So it's a natural thing. Amen. One of the things I was thinking about this when I was in Africa. Um, one of the things that was a real blessing, I was thinking about this earlier this morning, by the way, I was really in my heart, I was telling my, I was telling my wife actually later on this morning, I was like, I don't know, I, I think we might be going back and not to, maybe even this year, I don't know, but um, I'm just getting to the place where I'm really just being, it's like I'm being called back there, amen? But uh, uh, and right now there's no, I mean, there's kind of an open invitation, but right now there's no specific invitation, but I don't know, maybe that'll happen. But um, when, when I was with those people, I was remembering how precious it was that we would just stop. I mean, we would, we would drive somewhere and then we would, after we, driv we drove there, we would stop and we would pray. We pray and thank the Lord for getting us there safely. And, and, and uh, you know, um, the, the, the lady uh, that I stayed with, Mama Lydia, um, precious, precious lady, I just miss her so much. Um, but she, she had, uh, you know, she has like a, a big uh, 
kind of a farm and she has uh, like servants that she employs. Like that, now it's not like what we think of here, you know, American slave, you know, all that stuff. It's not like that, but it, it's just a way of, it's actually does good. It's just like uh, a farm with farm hands essentially. But, but you know, there are some that take care of uh, the specifics, some younger, younger women, she lives by herself. And so some younger women, and, and they were just so, they're, they're precious, these, these young African women, and they come from maybe some, some rough backgrounds, but she was helping them out, you know? And, and, and I remember one time was we were, we were leaving, they said to, you know, they, cause they would all, all see us off. That's like kind of the part of their culture too. So as you're getting in the car, imagine that when you get, to, you know, when I leave my house, it's just like, all right, see you later. You know what I mean? Like that's what we do, right? I mean, we're all probably like that, but it wasn't like that there. It was like, you know, when we were leaving, they would like, they, they're like, uh, they, they'd walk you out to your vehicle and then watch you drive away. You know, you know, and like, and and they they said to the 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 um, these these young women, they're like, at, both of them at different times they did it. They were like, you know, pray for us for our trip, and you could tell that these women spent some time with Mama Lydia because they were super quiet. Just imagine these young, young African women, uh, you know, in, in like uh, the, the colorful garb that they wear, you know, uh, uh, not American clothing. But imagine like that, very quiet, very meek, like almost shy. Like if they put your food down, they like walk away. They just, they won't even make eye contact kind of thing. And then all of a sudden they're praying like evangelists. I mean, they're just like, they're like, you know, and Lord, you know, I mean, they're just getting into it. And like they've been spending some time with somebody and it's just a precious thing. And I just think that that's something that we've lost as well in, in, in the Ameri our American culture is that we've lost that, that desire to, to go to God and pray. And I know as a father, I should be leading my family better in that. And I, I, I fail at it. I don't do it as well as I should. Um, and we, uh, but we need, to, we need to stir these things up, right? Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, I hope that's uh, good to start with, but we, we, we do, I do have a message that I'll preach. Now, it says that I've already preached through about 20 minutes, but when I stopped, or when I came in this morning, uh, the timer was set, ten, it was set at 10 minutes less than what I normally get. So, so I figured, no, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, I, cause it seems like a lot has gone by. So, but uh, I, I, I'm like, I'm on to what's going on here now. Now I know why it's going so quickly, but um, you know, and of course all these are teachable moments. If you came here today and said, I wanted, just wanted a message. Well, you got one already. So, uh, you know, but these things help us because we have to, we, as a church, we have to desire to connect with God because if we're going to ever see the, 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 the power of God, or if we're going to continue to see the power of God, it's going to be in the place of our connections with him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, I've been preaching on Christianity 101. Today we're on part six. They don't probably have it in there because I didn't send it to them, right? Oh, you got it. Hey, look at that. It's just like, got it. Do you have any scriptures? Did I send scriptures? I didn't send any scriptures. I didn't think I sent anything. Praise the Lord. I was getting up here and realizing that. But it was Christianity 101, part six. And last week I started talking about uh, uh, sound mind, uh, sound thinking. And we're going to continue along that vein. Um, there's more of a message that I had. You know, I'm actually getting things for weeks out. So I, I, I believe that I, I, I'm going to be continuing this for at least several more weeks. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, God has been dealing with my heart on this. But, you know, about this heart, about getting back to the base of Christianity, what it means to be a Christian. And that's really what Christianity 101 is. We need to know the basics of it. And even if we've been doing it for a long time, we need to be reminded of the basics of it. Amen? 
praise the Lord. And so I, I, I want to recap a few things I said last week. One thing that came up is that sound, sound thinking is spiritual thinking. And this is something that we need to understand. There's, this, there's something that is just lost, it seems, in, 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 especially in people that are, are, are what we would consider spirit-filled or spirit-led people, people that are more in tune with the spirit, charismatics, Pentecostals, you know, all those kind of names that they holy rollers, whatever kind of names they give, you know, there, there's, there, there's some really great things that come out of those movements. And, and in that, though, there's some really bad things that have come out of the, those movements. And one of the, the real bad things is, is people have gotten too spiritual that they're no earthly good. Now, you've heard me talk about this many times, but being too spiritual to be no earthly good is not really spiritual at all. It's a fake kind of spirituality. If you're so spiritual, you can't interact with a person who doesn't know Jesus, you're not spiritual. It's just the way that it is. But on the other hand, our interactions with each other are not just natural. There's a spirit element to it. Remember, we are embodied spiritual beings. In other words, we have a spirit, we have a body, we have a mind. We talked about that last week, but we're all those things combined and those things can all influence one another. Amen. And so we want to make sure that we don't get unbalanced because that, that is something that's easy to do. And so sound thinking is spiritual thinking. The spirit is never going to lead you to think in ways that are not effective, that are not uh, useful that are not uh, uh, you, you know that don't inf infuse you with ability sometimes the leading of the spirit is so practical you would almost think that you you just got natural education amen you might think that you just I remember uh, years and years ago I had learned, I was learning about the things of the Spirit. I was working for the church and, uh, you know, I was just a handyman at the church kind of fixing this and that. And I remember having to deal with this one lock set in the front doors of the, what's now the youth building. It used to be our church, but now it's a youth building in Jamestown. And the front door had this lock and it was a commercial lock system and it didn't work like a standard lock set. Now, many of you don't know how a regular lock set uh, works, but I'm here to tell you that a commercial lock set is infinitely more complicated. At least it was was for me. And as I was there and I had to figure this thing out, I was getting frustrated because my mind, I can figure things out pretty good that way usually. But I was just having a hard time and I couldn't do it. And I remember getting so frustrated and this is just, I mean, I'm just a worker in the church. I'm a nobody, right? That's the way we look at it, right? Isn't that the way it's looked at a lot? Like the people in the church are just the nobody or the worker in the church, the guy who cleans the toilets or the one who, who, who vacuums the carpet. There's just nobody. But you understand that God will speak to you and use you in the place of being a nobody? In fact, I'm still a nobody that God speaks to, and I'm thankful for that. And if I just remain a nobody that God will speak to for the rest of the days I'm here, I'm completely okay with that, too. I don't need to be somebody to have God speak to me, and you don't either. And so we need to get over that idea. God wants to speak to us. He wants to work in us. He wants to, to show us things in the mundane things we do, whether it's playing on a sports team or whether it's, 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 it's doing some work or, or you know laboring or doing schoolwork or whatever it is. God wants to use us and speak to us in those things. And so I was here changing the lock or trying to fix the lock and being very ineffective at doing it. And I got so frustrated that I decided to do something that was somewhat smart. Although I didn't know it was smart, I was just frustrated enough that I was going to do it. I stepped back and I said, Holy Spirit, you're my teacher and I can't get this. I need you to help me. And within 10 to 30 seconds, I had completely figured out that lock. I didn't touch it. It just all of a sudden, it made 
sense in my mind and I went to it and I fixed it and it worked perfectly. And to my knowledge, it hasn't been changed since that day. Amen. And so here, here we were in a situation that I needed help. It was something that was just so standard in life. I didn't have some great move of the spirit. Angels didn't visit me. I didn't have, uh, you, you know, Jesus appear to me. I didn't hear a voice in the back of my head. I didn't have any kind of funky feeling. I just knew what I needed to do. Yeah. Amen. And see, this is as practical as the Spirit can be. Now, there are times where the Spirit will move on us and we'll feel it, and that's great. We should desire it. We should look for that. We should embrace it when it comes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not how we live. We don't live by this feeling of, of in being enraptured in God's presence and, and, and stuff like that. And we don't need to. And the reason I can say that and be sure is because God didn't create us to work that way. He created us with these natural bodies and said it was... Good. Yes. Amen. He created us with a, a body that was able and said that it was good. He created you with a mind. If it hasn't been corrupted, he's created you with a mind and called it good. God's mind that he's put in you is good. Now, sometimes, again, it can be corrupted. And especially if you're a little bit older, it's had a lot of years to be corrupted. Right. But but hopefully you'll spend some time getting it uncorrupted by thinking the way God thinks. And glory to God. So spiritual. Sound thinking is spiritual thinking. Praise the Lord. And I can say this spiritual thinking is sound thinking. Now, that doesn't mean that the Spirit won't lead us. You know, we look at things in the Bible and we get ex excited about it. We look at, you know, these different ideas of things that have happened, like Jesus walking on water and blind eyes opening. And all that stuff is wonderful. All that stuff is real. All that stuff can happen. But that's not the stuff we focus on. We focus on being what God has made us to be, where God has put us to be. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And learning to be, uh, have a mindset that's spiritual in that process is sometimes just doing the natural things. Right. Amen. Uh, I said this last week and I wanted to repeat it. Uh, where spiritual people uh, often make a mistake is looking for spiritual insight when they are supposed to use sound thinking. We make decisions all the time. Make sure that you make decisions, from, make them from a renewed mind. That's, again, we want to make the right decisions from a renewed mind, thinking right according to the scripture, but making them from that place. Sometimes people are looking for spiritual insight into things. They're looking for a move of the spirit when all they need to do, like, listen, if, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like this. You know, Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat, yeah. right? Yeah. That's pretty spiritual insight, but it's also pretty sound insight, too. You know, like there's a truth to it. You have to do something to get something sometimes. And sometimes that process is, is, is going through uh, doing things. It's not just, just praying about it. You can't just sit there and pray for money and expect it to show up. Now, if you're working as hard as you can, the other side of this is you're working as hard as you can and you just can't make ends meet, then you need to pray and seek the Lord. You know, there's, you, you see there's balance in these things, but there's balance on both sides. It, it doesn't just appear. You're not just going to all of a sudden grow money out of nowhere. And, and, and it's like this with everything. It's like this with healing. If you, if, if you are careless with your life and you look for God's healing power, you're looking for spiritual insight when God has given you sound wisdom on how to take care of things. Amen. Now, granted, we live in a, we live in a society where being healthy is not always easy. That's a, sometimes it's a very difficult thing because of what we have access to and the kinds of things that have been manipulated and changed and all this stuff. And in that place, we're going to have to trust God, but you have to understand that there are still practical wisdom. We believe in God's healing power that God wants to heal people. Yes. 
but you got to take care of yourself as well. Sometimes you have to go to the doctor. Sometimes you have to have a surgery. Sometimes that's the way it's going to happen. Amen? And then sometimes there'll be uh, magnificent manifestations of the Spirit. And we've had those things. We've had those things in these ch this church. Amen? We've had people who've been miraculously healed uh, through prayer and stuff like that. And then I've prayed for people and not had them healed. So what's the answer? The answer is to trust God and to do good. Amen? It's to do the best that we can. Praise the Lord. Uh, I remember I was telling you this. I started last week, and I don't think I finished it, which is why I wanted to bring it back up, is that I had a friend that I was talking to about doctrine, and, and we were talking about doctrine, and he, and, and he said to me, I, don't, I, I, don't, I just don't agree with you. And I was like, but the problem is, is you haven't listened to me. He's like, but I listened to my spirit. I'm like, yes, but you didn't listen to the truth. Listening to the spirit, and the spirit says, just he had a thing on the inside. I was like, I don't know about that. Well, that can be completely manipulated by your own thoughts. Do you want to know how you know sound doctrine? You study doctrine. You study the Bible. When you read the Bible, you learn the Bible. You start learning. Listen to what other people say about the Bible. Look at, look at a verse. Don't just look at a verse and say, oh, this seems right to me. And see, this is a problem that we can get to, especially spiritual people. We look at the Bible and we think, oh, it's got to mean this because it feels this way inside me. I just got that peace. But it might not mean that at all. The Bible says that the devil can disguise himself as an angel, uh, as an angel of light which could be said a spirit of light. You know, the Bible says to test the spirits. How do we test the spirits? With sound doctrine. You don't test the spirits with the spirit. That's foolishness. You can't test the spirit with the spirit. You test the spirit with the truth. You look at the truth, what does the truth say? And when the truth says something, you say, oh, okay. Well, that was either a good spirit or a bad spirit. Bad spirits will try to convince you of, of, of uh, bad things and make them seem like good things. And I've seen way too many people believe bad things thinking that they were hearing from good spirits. Praise the Lord. Sound thinking. We need to have sound thinking. It's so, so important. As we look at this world, as we deal with this world, I'm getting the scripture, I promise. I've given you a little bit, but I'll get more into the, the service. But there's so much of this. It's so important for us to get. We have to understand. We have to understand that thinking right is so important. You know, if something seems wrong in your mind, there could be a couple reasons that it is. Number one, you don't have a renewed mind. What's a renewed mind? It's a mind where you go to the scripture, you listen to the word, you listen to preaching, good sound preaching, and you, you try to get things in, you try to understand the truth, you're seeking the Lord. That's a renewed mind, right? A renewed mind is, oh my gosh, I haven't read the Bible in a month. I haven't been to church in a month. That's not a renewed mind. Why do we meet together? Get a renewed mind. We need to know the truth. That's what we want, right? That's why we come together. That's why we listen online. That's why we put it out there for every single way that we can. I sometimes wonder if the reason we don't have more faith fix questions coming in is because people aren't studying the word enough. Because I can't study the word for 10 minutes and not have questions. And I'm like, an email's pretty easy. A text message is just as easy. I'm just being honest with you. Or maybe people just don't care. It's one of the two, two. But the point is, is that we don't do these things. We don't have church to just make people feel good. We have church to teach the truth. We want to know the truth. And that's why we put avenues out there for people to get the truth. Not that we have all the truth. But one of the things that we do is we search. I think it was this week's Faith Fix. I, I wasn't even particularly uh, necessarily excited about answering it until I got into it. And then all of a sudden, this Lord started showing me. So I started seeing things that I didn't see before. 
I'm like, praise the Lord. It's like studying the word, you know, studying the truth about it. Glory to God. And so the, all of this is, is important for us as we go forward. We have to understand these things. And I don't mind being repetitive. If I have to preach this message for the next month, it'll bless me and it'll bless you because it's, it's good for us to know these things. Amen? A sound mind is incredibly important. If you're thinking with a sound mind, a renewed mind, and something doesn't seem right, you don't need a spirit to tell you that it's wrong or that's, that it's right. You can know something's wrong. Well, you can know when somebody, listen, have you ever had an interaction with a person? Praise the Lord. Have you ever had an interaction with a person where they're like, you know, like there's something off about them. You can't point to it. You couldn't tell anybody else. You couldn't prove it in, the, in a court of law. But you know something ain't right. Right? Sometimes you just know that. Just the way that they're talking to you. Just the, the tone or the inflections that they use, right? That's, that's all thing. You, you don't need the spirit to tell you that. We're intuitive people. You know why we're intuitive people? I think it has something to do with the way we were created. God created us, intuitive, he created us intuitively to, to be able to think with a mind that's rational, that like rationalize things. Look, you know the word rationalize? We look at things and go, hey, this don't seem right. I was talking about the gray, the gray meat, right? Typically speaking, you don't eat gray meat. I wouldn't eat gray meat. Right? Why do you think they pump it full of color in the store? Yeah, they probably do that. Add coloring to make it pretty, right? In fact, I remember the first time I saw some, I think it was some wild-caught salmon. I was like, that don't look like salmon. Because <laughs> the salmon I always saw was in the store. It was full of dyes and stuff like that. And I, I'm not getting on a soapbox about dyes. You, you, that's between you, God, and, 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 you know, Wegmans. I don't care. It's between, or Aldi, wherever you go. But, 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 uh, but what I'm saying is this, is that you, they color it for a reason. They color it because it makes you think that it's good, right? Even, and maybe if it's not, yeah. praise the Lord. But if the meat is just turned gray, you know it's probably not good, especially if you know it's been sitting on the counter for, for a couple days, right? You know you don't have to, like, you don't have to have some spiritual insight in that. Don't bother praying for it. Throw it out, right? That's the way it is, amen? Glory to God. Anything that has a shelf life of years is probably not super healthy. I'm just saying. I'm not on a soapbox. I'm just telling you. Uh, you know, I'm not saying don't consume it because I do consume it sometimes. You know, if peanut butter or whatever. I mean, it'd be better to get. I know all the stuff, right? And I'm trying to work there as well. But the point that I'm trying to make in this is sound thinking is spiritual thinking. We don't need unction. Um, unction does not replace knowledge. Unction is judged by knowledge, not the other way around. You don't judge knowledge by unction. You judge unction by knowledge. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 4. If you'd turn there with me. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4. I've got to preach a full sermon in less than a whole full sermon time. So I'm trying to move right along here, guys. I'm sorry. Proverbs 4. No, but we, you know, I, I, I want to be like, uh, that's just the thing I was saying. I was like, I don't want to try to get into a message when God wants me to do something else because I know what will happen. I'll start preaching. There won't be any unction. And if that happens, we're all in trouble, right? And I don't want to have a miserable Sunday afternoon because that's what happens if I don't preach right, just so you know. Yeah. Proverbs 4, uh, and it doesn't j typically just last for an afternoon. Sometimes it'll last days. Uh, uh, Proverbs 4, verse 1. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. All right, this, this is good. 
This is a good place to start. We know this is what Proverbs are. Proverbs are understanding. They're dealing with our knowledge. They're dealing with your mind. They're dealing with the things you need to know. The spiritual truth of this is that these things are not automatic. As you look at the Proverbs, if you just do these things, you don't always get those things. That's not the point of the Proverbs. The Proverbs are bringing us into a better way of living. Now listen, have you ever had a day where you've done everything right, but everything wrong has happened? Yes, we've all had those days. And of course, God knew that when he was inspiring this, right? The point of these things is not that you just automatically have perfect days when you do things perfectly. That's not the way things always happen. Sometimes you're going to have a bad day. Sometimes you're going to have a bad week. Sometimes you're going to have a bad month. Sometimes you're going to have a bad year. But that doesn't take away from the truth of the Bible, the teachings of the Bible, that this is the way to make it better, to go better when you go through life. And so when, when I give my kids, when I was thinking about when I was raising my kids, whenever I gave them instruction, the instruction wasn't necessarily universal, but it was helped to guide them through the, the, the understanding of life. And as you certainly, as you navigate the waters of life, you're going to get to a place where you're like, you know, I, I, I just found that if I turn this a little bit this way and it's a little bit different than my parents did it, but if I do it this way, it works a little bit better for me. Uh, I, you know, I kind of raised up in the building trades. I've always loved building and stuff like that. And I've been part of all kinds of different building projects. And one thing that I've learned is this. Every builder that you work with, every builder is going to build. They'll take a wall. This wall was uh, framed up on the inside by myself, mostly. Anyways, I think I, 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 might have had, I had some help. But I, I framed this wall and I'm just looking at it. Remind, I can still see the studs yeah. in the wall, right? I can still see the studs there. But I framed them up, and I framed them up a certain way. And I remember that I had another guy that I hired to work on the work with, with us while we were doing this. And he asked me why I was framing it that way, or why I framed some wall in here that way. Right? He asked me, why did you do it that way? That's the way I decided to do it. Right? The wall has been there for five, six years. How many years have we been in this building? Eight, eight or nine? No, we couldn't, because we've been... Well, okay. They say eight or nine years, somewhere in that area. So that, that wall's been there that long. Now, there's a concrete wall behind it, which is incredibly helpful <laughs> to keeping my wall up, right? But the, the, the stud wall that's there hasn't collapsed or anything. It stayed pretty, pretty well there. But uh, the point that I'm trying to make is, is you talk to multiple builders, and I've worked with many builders, they will build. I remember I had this one friend who was a builder, and he liked to build his, frame his corners of his buildings a certain way. It was very specific, but this is how he did it. I thought it was pretty complicated. I thought it added a lot of like extra that didn't need to be there. It didn't, certainly didn't do anything for the strength or longevity of the building. He just liked it better that way, right? And so I humored him. When I worked with him, I built that wall that way. Uh, I built many walls since then, and I have never built one the same way that he builds them. Why? Because both ways work, right? And so sometimes we just have to know what works for us, what works in context, our context, right? Now, that's not scripture. I'm not saying that scripture is so wishy-washy that just you use it the way you want to. And that's not what I'm talking about. But we're talking about here is wisdom and understanding in natural things. That's what the, I think Solomon wrote most of the Proverbs. Might be wrong in that. But, uh, but, but uh, whoever wrote it, that's, that's what the point is. Hear, O sons, the instruction of the Father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. Understanding is not just the knowledge of how to do something, but it's the understanding, you know, something is how something might work. 
You know, to understand something, you don't just, you can gain knowledge of something like this or that. You know, I know, like for example, it's knowledge that when I get in my car, I put a key in, I don't have a key in my ignition, but you understand, I'm speaking old school, right? You put the key in the ignition, you turn it, the car starts. That, that's how it works. But I don't know why it works that way. And when it stopped working that way, I have to go see Denny because I was like, I, I, I don't know. And of course, I don't think I've gone to him since I've had a, that kind of key. Uh, maybe I have, I don't remember. But, you know, because they're changing things, right? And the, that's, uh, that's outdated and stuff. But, uh, but the point that I'm trying to make is, is I know that a car works and how it should work, but I don't know why. And so if it's not working right, I don't know why. To know why is understanding. See, Denny, Josh, other people, they understand how cars work because they spend time in it, right? What is that? That's wisdom and knowledge. That, I mean, that's, that's putting knowledge to practice. And this is what uh, th these are all about. The Proverbs are, are, are to guide us, to give us this, this well-rounded ability to think right. Right? We need to think right as Christians. We need to think soundly. It's in incredibly important for us. So to be spiritual people does not mean that we cast aside knowledge. A lot of times the problems we face are, can be fixed by simple knowledge and not even prayer. And do you understand this? I believe this with all my heart, that there are times where God requires us not to go to prayer, but to lean on knowledge. For example, most of the things we do in life, we don't need any special prayer for. When I'm getting dressed, I don't go to my closet. Oh, dear Lord, what am I going to do? I look for what's comfortable and what I want to wear. Usually to the, uh, uh, the unapproval of my wife. She doesn't always love what I wear outside of the pulpit. It's like, you can't wear that out in public. But that's, you know, that's how I'm comfortable. I, got, I just like, that's, you know. But, uh, but conversely, I'm not comfortable, like, uh, especially like this pulpit right here. I'm not comfortable not wearing the suit. Just not, unless I, it's like a special day or something. That's the way it is. Maybe it's been ingrained in me. I don't know what it is, but that's what I do. Now, I don't require anybody else to, you know, that's not, uh, that's not a thing. But, and, and I'm not putting that on anybody else. I, I mean, I know I used to talk about different things, but I'm, I, I've changed that since then because I've acquired knowledge, right? I've acquired some understanding on things. Hero sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain knowledge. Praise the Lord. For I give you sound teaching. There's that word sound. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender, and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will guard you. Wisdom. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding. I love this. In fact, I remember this verse. You know, and when I was in high school, um, there was in the, in the lobby of the, when you entered into the high school, there was these sayings, famous sayings on the wall. And there was, this verse was up there, but it didn't have a verse on it. So it's just gone mostly, on any, uh, mostly ignored. 
So if you don't know where I went to high school, don't look for it because I don't want them to get clue that there's a scripture on the wall in the school because some liberal will have to tear it down. But I'm just saying that's the way it's got to be, right? They just can't handle that there's scripture in school, God forbid. But, but you know, this was there. It all, in it, but it said in the good King Jimmy version. So I'm not going to even give you that because this is the truth. Because if I don't give them the King James version, they won't know which one it is anyway. So <laughs> praise the Lord. But, uh, but, but in all you're getting... And with all your acquiring, get understanding, right? Prize her and she will exalt you. Where is understanding? Where is wisdom? Where is knowledge? It's in your mind. It's in your mind. You've got to think right. Almost every issue that I've ever come across between two people is a matter of not thinking right. That's what it is. I, every time I've had a problem with somebody, uh, with somebody who has an issue with me, it's almost always because someone's not thinking right. I'm not going to say it's always them. It might be me. But, but we need to think right. It is so imperative to us to think right. It's so important for us to think right. That God gave us an entire book and more on wisdom. Yeah. Amen? Yes. And understanding. Praise God. Where was I? Verse 8. Prize her and she will exalt you. Oh, I guess I moved on to verse 9. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear my son and accept my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded, and if you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction and do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Praise the Lord. Think about that. Well, uh, I mean, it's just, it, 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 it is just given us the utter importance of thinking soundly. That's what it is. And as Christians, we need to learn how to think soundly. We need to be sound and wise thinking in the world, and we need to be sound and wise thinking with the world. In fact, one of the reasons I believe that many Christians don't reach other people it's because they don't think of sound wisdom. They don't think of where the person is at. Yeah. They just want to spew their uh, on them. I don't, I'm not against talking about Jesus. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I think it's important that we talk about Jesus. But 99% of people, you walk up onto the street, if you lead off with the words Jesus, yeah. I'm just telling you right now, they're not going to be ready to listen to you. And I'm not saying that we hide behind it. That's not what it is. You know, Christians have taken things all out of context. This is a sound wisdom has gone right out. You know, one of the greatest times uh, that, that we've seen this is in the past few years, where all kinds of sound wisdom have gone right out the door. You know, I'm a firm believer in the healing of God, but I'm also a firm believer that if you're sick, you probably ought to stay home. Yeah. It's just the way that it is. Why? Because if you're sick, you go into a place with a bunch of other people, what's going to happen? You're going to get them sick. Now, it's not always possible, and sometimes things sneak up on you, and that's the truth, and sometimes we're going to inevitably pass something around. There's no doubt about that. Spiritual wisdom tells us to be not afraid of that. But natural wisdom tells us that if you know, you're not stupid. And people have tried to put, you know, come up with all these reasons why, why, why you can't, like you got to be in church, and you can't do this, and you can't do that. And I'm hammering this stuff because it's just time that some of this garbage gets cleaned up. You know what the early church did? They ran. Yeah, when they were attacked, they ran. Yeah. And they weren't rebuked for running. They were protecting their lives. Yeah. 
Sometimes, as Kenny, the prophet Kenny Rogers said, you got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. Sometimes you got to know it's time to go. Sometimes you don't want to fight. That's natural wisdom. Like, well, listen, if the spirit comes upon you like it did with Stephen and you start preaching a real good sermon in the midst of being stoned, then preach the sermon. Go on home and be with Jesus. But that's not what he's asking every person to do. And at some point we have to realize that if we don't use our minds the way that God intended us to use our minds, we're going to prove ourselves the fools that the world thinks we are. And I'm not saying that, you know, that I, I'm not advocating for everything to be shut down and masks. I'm not advocating for any of that stuff. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we use wisdom. When we know to do right, we do it. When we know not to, we don't. It's that simple. It's that simple. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, when I'm around a newborn baby, like if I've had symptoms of anything or if I've been sick, I don't go up and touch the newborn baby. Why? Because I'm using wisdom. I'm not trying to use faith over them. That's, see, and that's the problem that we've gotten to. It's, it's stupid. The reason I say this is because I know of people that have specifically gone somewhere knowing that they are very sick and they've gotten other people very, very sick. And some people have even died doing that. And that kind of stuff annoys me. Listen, people are going to die. It's just going to happen in the world. But God forbid it ever happens by my hand. God forbid that I've done something in my negligence is all I'm saying. So I'm just saying, you know, you know what I'm saying, I'm not talking, this isn't a COVID message. That's not what this is about. This is about using wisdom in the world, like our kids. You know, we, 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 my, my wife is a school teacher. One of the things that she is well accustomed to is at the beginning of every single year, kids come in and the sickness just goes like wildfire through them, right? What are you going to do? You got to deal with it. You got little kids. You know what it's like to deal with little kids. Little kids, if you expose them to any other humans, it's like they instantly get sick. And they like to lick their palms and their boogers and everything else. And so they just spread it around, you know, and, and, and share it and stuff like that. that it, it's natural wisdom that that happens. And so we also can't feel like we're less spiritual people when you get sick. Because you're not. If you're dealing with something, a sickness or something like that, does it make you, yeah, I didn't pray enough. You know, and, but why do we feel like, and I'm, you know, some of the things, listen, if I'm not addressing something that doesn't pertain to you, then feel happy and just, just sit here and listen to me for a minute. But the thing is, is I know that I'm also dealing with people that have heard other things and there's people that have been put under condemnation because if they get sick or they have a cold or sickness has lasted for a while, you know, like, uh, like they, they just feel like they've, they've been out of God's grace or they've somehow they've missed the Lord and stuff like that. And all that is garbage. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of hearing that. Yes, God is healer. But yes, we have things that we have to deal with in the world. And how we deal with the world or in the world is with wisdom. Yeah. It's just sound thinking. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I personally, I didn't care what anybody else did. Because I just want to say this for the COVID people, right? Yeah. I didn't care. You wear a mask or don't wear I didn't buy Whatever. I mean, you know, in the church at first, we, uh, we said, because we, we were threatened to be fined and stuff, and that was stupid, but that didn't even last long, so whatever. I mean, it was a thing. We were navigating waters, and we did the best we could, and maybe made a lot of mistakes there, but I never dealt with a pandemic before, so uh, why is it still coming up? It's, it's still coming up because I'm talking about sound wisdom that the church just still hasn't seemed to get. Sometimes there are times where, like, if all of a sudden we're like, everybody in here 
it was like, you know, it's going to about to spread the plague, then we probably don't want to invite a bunch of other people in to do that, right? And what I'm talking about is the idea of, uh, you know, like just, I can't even say it because as I say it, I can just hear people getting mad and I don't want to get people mad, but at the same time, I got to say it. The word quarantine has been so twisted and turned in our minds and we're so sick of it, right? But quarantine has been around for, for millennia. Like God used quarantines. Like that was the part of the law. It was like, you got this, you go out there and be away from everybody else. Like that, that does, I'm not, I'm not advocating the government quarantine. That's not what I'm, that they know where you're at. Like, don't tell me I can't have Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? If I want to have Thanksgiving and everybody else wants to come have Thanksgiving and we all die, that's up to us. You know what I mean? If that's what happens, that, that's our, that's our deal. Like don't, 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 you know, that's where I stand on that stuff. But you know something, at the same time, I'm not going to, you know, force my Thanksgiving on everybody else either. And so I'm not going to stand in a pulpit and say, well, this is what you got to do to be in faith, because that's not faith at all. Dealing with it. Oh, thanks a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's been dealing with some stuff, and, but she's doing good. Praise the Lord. I just use it as a funny moment. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we got, you know, it's, do you, do you remember getting to a point where you hear somebody cough and it's like, you know, you, you know what's, what's happening? Oh, we're, we're not like that. Praise the Lord. But uh, praise God. Hallelujah. But God is good. But wisdom, we're talking about wisdom. The Bible is full of just natural wisdom, the things that we do. You know, like, you know, I, I, I've, so I'll, I'll share a scripture that I always preach wrong. Remember, I've always preached, the, the, I've said many times the scripture, um, if you want friends, you have to show yourself friendly. Well, that's not what that's talking about. It means something really quite differently than that. But that, that still remains to be a truth, though. You know, like, even though I can't use the scripture to back that up, what I'm saying is wisdom tells us that if you want somebody to be friendly towards you, the best way to do that is to be friendly towards them, right? You turn on the smile, you, you get happy. Like, I remember I was in, I think it was Germany, I was going through the airport, the, the, their TSA check, you know, and there was this guy ahead of me and he, he had headphones in his ear, so he couldn't hear anything, he was listening to the music, which I think is stupid to be going through something like that where people are gonna be talking to you anyways, yeah. right? Like, you just know that they're going to give you instruction. And he wasn't listening, wasn't listening, wasn't listening, because he was full of the, the whatever he was listening to. And they were getting mad. And finally, they get his attention. And then he gets mad. And then they get mad. And then he gets mad. And, they, and it's escalating, right? And then I, and I'm like, like two people behind him. And I'm thinking, oh, great. You know, because I just want to go through here nice and happy. I just want to go through. But he's getting everybody ticked off, and it's going to rub, it's going to, like, look bad on me, right? So I got up there, man, and I'll tell you, my, the biggest smile in the world. I'm just like, how's your day going? You know, you, you're doing such a, I'm just so thankful. You know, all this, I just pour it all out. Yeah, go right, yeah, go right on through, you know. No, no problems, no pat downs, no cavity searches. I'm happy. You know what I mean? But that guy, that guy. They said, all right, you want to be like this? This is exactly what they said. Well, whoa, we ain't in America anymore. You want to be like that? Come on over here. I don't know what he went through. I didn't see him again. But I'm just saying, wisdom told me, don't be mean to the person when you don't need to be mean to the person. Be real nice, especially when they have some control over your cavity searches or whatever, you know, uh, the, the things. And so wisdom, folks, we need wisdom. We need sound thinking. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Second um, uh, Timothy 1.7, I just want to pull this up here. Um, praise God. Second Timothy 1.7, we know the scripture. 
For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but a power of love and discipline. Some versions is probably a lot, many of us are accustomed to say, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. In my Bible, there is actually a note there that says, or sound judgment, uh, which is that word for discipline as well. Yeah. This is what God has given us. He's not given us a spirit of this. Like, a, 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 you know, the spirit is not necessarily, what it's talking about here is not necessarily talking about like, ooh, some spirit, but it's a, you know, the spirit of a thing, right? Um, I'm not doing my cheerleader cheer today, but you know, when we, well, I might. We, uh, you, you know, when we were in high school, we had cheerleaders and they, you know, they had that song, do we have, we had, Candy, weren't you a cheerleader? Yeah. Do you remember that song? That that's we'll have Candy get up and do it. No, I'm just kidding. I was just joking. I, I just I was just thinking back. I was like, yeah, because they had, I, we were on the gymnastics team together, and uh, and 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 they uh, tried to get the gymnasts to be on the gymnastics team because they wanted to do flips and stuff and uh, on the cheer team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stuff like. But they, they had that song about spirit. We have spirit. You have spirit. Yeah. 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 But you know what I'm talking about. They're not talking about the Holy Ghost, right? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Stand up and cheer. Let us know you're here. That's part of the, yeah, sorry. Okay. Moving on. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so sound mind is so incredibly think important. I can't, I wanted to get here so bad. Maybe I'll have to just finish last week because I'm not going to do it. Praise the Lord. But, uh, but yes, power. God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind or discipline. And when we, when we think about these things, when we think about uh, what God is doing, what he has done, God, of course, is a very spirit, he's a spirit being. With, we know that God is spirit, you know? The Bible tells us that. Of course, we get that, right? But, uh, and we are also spirit beings, but we're also made natural, and it is so incredibly important. What I didn't get into today, and, and perhaps I'll at least just start off there next week, you know, because these can, if they're going to run on, I can just keep going and switch in the middle if I need to. But, is, you know, we're, we're going to talking about the, the madman of Gadara, the demoniac, the one that was full of demons, and we're going to see, uh, you know, kind of the, there's something really important in that that I want to get to. But the points that I'm trying to really impress on us folks is the idea and the necessity of thinking rightly. We have to think about things rightly. And I'm not saying rightly is thinking the way I think. You may think differently, and it still can be rightly, as long as it doesn't violate scripture, yeah. right? And so, like I said, like there's some things that people have difference in opinions on. People have difference in opinions on what to do, even sometimes in churches. Like uh, our church is doing this and our church is going to do that. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Two churches can do two different things. Our job is not to necessarily even uh, force people into one box and to be one thing, but to allow God to do what he wants to do in our midst. And as he brings different minds together, you know, certainly this group is much different in thinking than, than other, other, even family churches, for example. Much different in thinking in a lot of things. And that's completely okay. It's not my job to go after them and figure out what they're doing wrong or what they need to do right. It's just my job to do what we need to do, right? And your job is to do what we need to do if you're connected here or wherever you're connected. And so, uh, again, if you're online or something like that as well, there's, you know, there's differences that you will see. Sometimes those differences are not a matter of being right and wrong specifically, but differences in how people are, are, are being uh, the, the way they see things, the way they do things. I know this, we have to do some things differently in Corey just because the people are so different. It's so totally different. And you, you might not think that that's a thing, but it's the truth. Yes, they all receive the word. 
But some of them, they're going to receive the word differently. Sometimes you got to serve it up on a different platter. We went to a Vietnamese, we'll close with this story. We went to a Vietnamese restaurant uh, once. It was our first one. It was down in, it was outside of, in New Jersey there. Uh, what was that town? I don't even remember the town, it don't matter, but it was this, this Vietnamese restaurant and there was this little, little uh, Vietnamese lady that was running it. And I asked her, I said, is this authentic Vietnamese food? And she said, well, not exactly. And I was like, oh, tell me about that. And she's like, Americans won't eat authentic Vietnamese food. Why? Because it's got, you know, uh, chicken heads and feet and whatever else they put in it. You know, all the things that we don't eat, right? Because we look at that and say gross, but they, 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 they love it. I mean, some people will eat that stuff, but uh, I mean, that's just the way that she was telling us about that. And she was very, I mean, very, this is the way it is. She was serving up something from her culture, but she had to make it palatable for the people that were receiving it. And so often we don't realize that what we are is not palatable to others. We should be palatable to anyone that God leads us to. And how do we do that? We do that by recognizing and knowing what that person is all about. Yeah. If I, I might deal with each of you differently depending on your background or your, your desires or your, you know, and, and as long as they're within the bounds of, of being scriptural, it's completely okay. Amen? Praise the Lord. So sound thinking, incredibly important. Sound thinking. We need to think soundly. It's okay to think soundly. But let's endeavor to think soundly. And if we're not thinking soundly, let's get to why. There's different reasons. Sometimes people need mental health help to get to sound thinking. Sometimes people just need a little bit more, uh, a, a little bit more of uh, resistance. In other words, resisting bad thinking. Just like you, like you recognize it's bad thinking, and you move on. Say, okay, it's bad thinking. It's okay that you had a thought that was bad. That's okay. Yeah. Like, you can be wrong. It's okay. Yeah. Right? I can be wrong. It's okay. Yeah. But, you know, we, we do this by having discussion and stuff like that. But yeah. praise the Lord.